This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. It's Monday, 12 December in the year of our Lord, 2022. You're in the war room. We've got uh, Cash Patel coming in later, Colonel Derek Harvey, Todd Benzman. There's an incident on the southern border. Like Mexican authorities and or cartels are even assisting more than they normally do in the invasion of our country of Tiffany Justice. Uh, Lisa Logan on a little bit later, Charlie Kirk, uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf for a pack. But we got to start with this... Um, Election, the contested election in Arizona, the 70 page lawsuit that's been filed with all the exhibits. I want to start with Christina Bob. Christina, walk us through. We had Carrie Lake on today. To right. me, the important thing of this lawsuit is the, is the level of detail of the malfeasance that went on, and, and the scale of it's pretty shocking. Can you walk us through your assessment of this? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's very shocking and appalling. And I'm so grateful for you and others that are willing to cover it because it really needs to be broken down for people to understand. Uh, there's a number of people who have come forward as whistleblowers. We, they have a whistleblower from Runback, the, the company that actually prints the ballots and says that the chain of custody was broken. We all know that's a really important process to make sure that the integrity of which ballots are counted remains intact and that it was broken. And they cannot account for approximately 300,000 votes that were cast in Arizona. They didn't come in uh, the, the legal way or the normal way that allowed them to keep that chain of custody. For example, they said that people were bringing ballots uh, from family members and just inserting them in, not through drop boxes, not through uh, dropping them at poll centers, the legal way to cast a vote. They were just doing it with uh, the ballot printing company. And then you have um, an expert from the company that actually certifies the machines in Arizona who has been working there for nine years and has been certifying these election machines in Maricopa County for nine years come forward and say that the, the malfunctions that we all saw occur on election day that, that stopped about half of the machines from working, which significantly disenfranchised Republican voters who typically turn out three to one on election day, that, that error had to be intentional. The way that the machines work and the way they're run, the only way that error could have come is if someone actually went in and intentionally set it to error. And then, of course, you have the Secretary of State herself, who's running the election and, and is the gubernatorial candidate, colluding with Twitter, with the Maricopa County recorder, who's also colluding with Twitter and CISA. I mean, it's just a, a stew of very, very bad actions. And then they have the nerve to threaten these counties that say, hey, we think there's problems with this election. We don't know if we can certify it. And they say, if you don't certify this election, we're going to throw you in jail. So they certify under duress. And then the secretary herself crowns herself queen and says, oh, look, I won. That's effectively the election that we have in Arizona. 
Let's talk also, I think there's a, uh, a, a signature verification of what 125,000 yeah. and there's, I think, ballot mingling, mingling of ballots of, uh, of 25,000 is walk me through the ballot, the signature verification. Cause you've put forward in the complaint or in the filing, um, a, a, a sample of the signature mm-hmm. verifications. And obviously they're not even close to, to, right. to being what the original signatures were. Tell me about that. That's exactly right. They're, they're counting ballots that should not be counted because there's a standard. If you're going to have absentee voting, you have to verify signatures with the signature that's on record from the Department of Motor Vehicles or however they registered to vote to make sure it's the right person. Of course, absentee ballots make voting more vulnerable because you're not there in person for uh, the clerk or whoever to check your ID to make sure that you actually are who you say you are. And so there's a standard set for verifying signatures. You can do it through machine. You can do it through human count. Different states vary on what, you know, whether you can even use a machine at all. And they lowered the standard so much. I believe it's close to zero, if not zero itself, so that any ballot with any signature gets counted. And so there's no way to verify that these are actually lawful voters. That's 125,000 ballots. And then you include that with the commingling, like you said, of you, you, the chain of custody that's broken and you can't account for where these ballots are coming from. And the, the ballots that were cast that got jammed had to be recast and some were counted multiple times and some weren't counted at all. And they don't know which is which. And so they couldn't rerun the numbers because some of the ballots had already been counted and some hadn't. And they didn't know which ones were which. They were mixed together in the box. And so they, they don't know what was, they legitimately do not know which ballots were counted twice and which ones were not counted at all. And the witnesses are saying that that happened to about 25,000 ballots. So we're talking about close to half a million votes here in the state of Arizona that are completely unaccounted for and have no verification for who actually cast those ballots. And the number of votes in Arizona is about two and a half million. So we're talking about 20% of the votes that were cast. Oh, by the way, not to mention the fact that uh, the Maricopa County recorder acknowledged in a public statement shortly after election day, hey, we know everybody was upset about the machines going down on election day, but don't worry, it didn't affect that many votes. It only affected about 17,000 votes, which happens to be the margin of victory for the gubernatorial race which is 17,117. And then the attorney general's race is even closer than that. So they say, oh, sorry, don't worry. It didn't affect that money, that many. It was only enough to change the outcome of the election. I, I want to go back to um, the, uh, the the chain of custody, the signature verification, the mixing right. of ballots. You get to the 500,000 number, which as you point out is what almost 20%. Th- this is all by statute and it's by procedure and process as outlined in the manual that you've got to run state elections by, and you don't really have flexibility to kind of make it up as you go along or call audibles or kind of do it. This is the whole reason these things are so uh, closely watched and people are supposed to be trained. Talk to me about that. How, How do they just make up their own rules or don't follow the rules or don't follow the process and procedures, ma'am. That's, that's exactly right. And I would say it's because uh, Republicans have been lax on enforcing it. I mean, Arizona has had a Republican attorney general for years and years. I don't even know how far back it goes, but at least as long as Mark Burnovich has been in office during the 2020 election and the 2022 election and hasn't done anything about it. So if Republicans aren't going to enforce the laws that we have authority to enforce, why should Democrats care about following them? And that seems to be a pattern that we're seeing around 
the country. We saw the same thing in Wisconsin and Racine where they completely obliterated you know, rules for nursing home voting. And the Republican district attorney in, in Racine was like, oh, well, you know, and refused to prosecute. So I think it comes down to we aren't doing what we need to do to prosecute and hold these people accountable. So they're just cheating. They're just flat out cheating and daring us to do something about it. Well, we need to do something about it. So if you're mad about it, contact your district attorney, contract your attorney general, if you're in Arizona or wherever you are, let them know, hey, we're watching and we want our election laws enforced. I want to go next to uh, this. It's not an act of omission, but commission. Talk to me about the the high-level consultant they've got that's done this for years and years and years. His allegation, signed affidavit, and he would be a witness would say this just didn't happen by this just didn't happen. This had to be done yeah. on purpose that you couldn't have had this type of uh, machine failure across non-certification across all that across, unless it was really, it was something that was done on purpose, ma'am. You're exactly right. They had to, in the uh, Arizona attorney General's assistant attorney general, Jennifer Wright actually kind of alluded to this in the letter that she published shortly after the election. But what the expert is saying is, you know, these machines were all tested the weekend before the election. I believe the day or two before the election started, they all functioned properly. Properly, They all passed their tests. Everything was fine. In order to get the massive number of errors and the type of error that occurred for them to not be able to read the ballot, somebody had to actively go into the machine and change the setting to get them to try to read a different type of ballot so that the ballots that were cast didn't match what the machine was trying to read so that they couldn't go through. And that had to have been done intentionally because the machines had all passed uh, their test, their pre-election day test, and they were working just fine. So the machines worked. It wasn't an issue of the machines all breaking. It was somebody actively going in to make sure that those machines didn't work. As we know, particularly in Arizona, where Carrie Lake had been telling her voters, come out on election day, come out on election day. We don't want them to know how many votes they have to make up. Come out on election day. Everybody knew Republicans were going to come out on election day and they typically turn out three to one, three Republicans for every Democrat that actually goes to the poll to cast their ballot. And so an easy way for the secretary of state who ran the election and was in charge of those machines was, oh, let's just make sure they all break so people can't cast their vote. I think it's disgusting that you would have a sitting secretary of state intentionally try to disenfranchise at least half, likely way more than half of her voters, just because she wants to be able to claim power for herself. It's disgusting. Uh, uh, Every mainstream, because I went back and looked at them, the mainstream media coverage of this was uh, not one, you know, whether it's associated press. Nobody actually talked about the receipts you guys brought in the evidence. Nobody talked about the chain of custody. Nobody talked about the signature verification. Nobody talked about the amount of ballot uh, mingling. Nobody got to the 500,000 number. Nobody talked about the the uh, consultant uh, who who gave a a sworn uh, testimony or sworn statement that this had to be on purpose and he could walk through how it happened. Why is the mainstream media not want to? They just said election denier Carrie Lake, who already said beforehand she was going to contest the election, contest the election. Why are they so afraid of addressing any of these details, ma'am? Well, I think it's interesting that just two years ago, those same outlets were saying, oh, this is the most secure election in U.S. history. That's bulletproof. You know, nobody can point to any. There's no evidence of fraud or whatever. And suddenly we go from that to this, where it's completely hijacked very clearly. It is a fraudulent election. 
you have the same people running the same machines with the same ballots, with the same officials in office, and suddenly it's not fair. Like, I think they they have a problem on their hands because they've been spewing these lies for two years now. And the American people now can see clearly we've had two years to prepare for this. And, it, uh, oh, is this suddenly a novel concept that there's a problem with our elections in 22? But don't worry, 2020 was the most secure ever. I don't buy it. I don't think the people of Arizona buy it. I don't think most Americans buy it. So they have to try to figure out how to cover the story without outing the fact that they've been lying to everybody in the nation for two years. No, you you can tell uh, this is why they know the polling's against them on this. So they don't want to talk any of the details because yeah. they know their back's up against the wall. Walk me through the process. I think there's a preliminary hearing tomorrow, I think, telephonically right. or by Zoom. Uh, is it scheduling? Walk, walk us through this process. Filed on Friday in Maricopa County, you have a judge. I think you actually have the first kickoff uh, tomorrow, though I'm not sure it's arguing evidence, et cetera. What's the process right, right now? You're exactly right. So there's a telephonic hearing tomorrow, uh, 1.30 Arizona time, I believe. Uh, they don't say what it's for, but presumably it's to schedule trial. So under the statute, the election contest statute that Carrie Lake filed her uh, complaint, the trial needs to be set within 10 days of filing. So I would expect the trial date to be set sometime early to mid next week. And the defendants have five days from the date of service, which I believe is today, uh, to file their response. So we should see that coming up. So I expect to have a trial date set tomorrow and Perry Lake's uh, trial team. I think they're going to be geared up and ready to go. So people, so tomorrow, basically at one o'clock uh, Arizona time, you think they'll, uh, after the end of that hearing, they'll set a trial date for this? That's my expectation, yes. Christina, how do people, you've got the new book out, or it's going to come out in late January. You can pre-order now for Christmas. Give it as a gift, uh, Stealing Your Vote. How do people uh, How do people get to your book, how do they follow you on social media? What are your coordinates? Thank you very much. It's available for pre-order on Amazon and then on social media, Christina Bob on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Christina underscore Bob. Christina Bob, uh, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, doing such great work on this. Thank you very much. It's interesting. They don't want to talk about any of the details of this whatsoever. It's just like some sort of general, you know, 50,000 feet. Um, you've got to read this for those who didn't get to your homework assignment. If your dog ate the homework, you can just go to online. In fact, we'll put it up. I'll get uh, Captain Bannon and Grace Chung um, to uh, put it up. Make sure everybody reads it. 70 pages, but you ought to go through it to know the details. Okay, short commercial break. Well, uh, uh, Elon Musk, what happened as we said in the morning show over the last 48 hours, 72 hours has been, uh, quite frankly, explosive. Elon Musk and his team are clearly unearthing uh, lots of stuff about the vax, about the COVID, about the origins of it, about Tony Fauci, defended by the White House, back on Naomi Wolf in a second. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. 
own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Host Stephen K. Bannon. As you know, um, Elon Musk launched a series of attacks on um, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend calling for his prosecution, and then he shared uh, some other um, memes uh, about him and suggested he lied about, he's lying about the origins of the coronavirus. What's, what's your response, uh, first of all, to, specifically to the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci, and second, uh, how is your view of Twitter as a sort of public forum and a forum for yourself and for the president and many other officials here. How, how are those views evolving? So look, we've been very clear about this. Uh, these attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. Uh, Dr. Fauci has served under seven Republican and Democratic presidents. We cannot forget that. Uh, he has given he has given uh, his almost entire career to civil to civil service, uh, public ser- as a public servant. Uh, his work on infectious disease from HIV/AIDS to COVID has saved countless lives. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that he has, uh, you know, we, we are fortunate, I should say, that he has devoted his career uh, and his life uh, and his exceptional talent to the America's uh, public health, to America's public health. And that's what should be uh, discussed right now. That's what we should be thankful uh, to him about. And again, these are incredibly dangerous and should be called out. I'll leave it there. Uh, how many times are you going to say it's dangerous? I tell you what's dangerous is Tony Fauci, now called out, not by just Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the blockbuster book, The Real Anthony Fauci, I think, which shocked the nation. Um, but now with Elon Musk, Elon Musk brutalizing Fauci uh, over the weekend, uh, t- directly telling him to gain a function, said, um, um, you know, prosecute, actually said pro- my, his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Pretty heavy stuff. I want to bring in Dr. Naomi Wolf. This is actually out with the Children's Health Defense at the gala they had um, in Los Angeles, or I guess in Santa Monica or in Venice on um, on Saturday. We'll get to that in a second. Um, your your thoughts on Elon Musk, what he's doing and unearthing at Twitter, the way he's presenting this, and then the White House response, ma'am. Well, what's dangerous is the White House spokesperson saying that Americans' opinions are dangerous. Um, and and it's very, very concerning that she, you know, you're right to notice that she said the word dangerous three times and Elon Musk expressed his opinion. He said, prosecute Fauci. And in our robust American tradition of having a First Amendment, that's an entirely legitimate thing for anyone to say. And so they're trying to merge speech with violence. Um, And it's very interesting that the same thing happened with, uh, as it's turning out, you know, as these Twitter files are being disclosed by journalists, Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi, uh, Elon Musk is sort of handing the material to them and they're releasing it. And it's a good move because these are centrist, respected journalists. Um, 
it turned out that the deplatforming of President Trump followed the same uh, tendentious lines. The internal communications at Twitter showed that two of President Trump's completely nonviolent, non-inciting tweets, and you know I'm not, I did not vote for him, um, but I am an American and I value freedom of speech. They internally, the uh, Twitter kind of safety and verbal hygiene um, squadron were uh, recasting President Trump's quite um, pouty but nonviolent tweets as incitement um, and incitement to violence. And there was this kind of drumbeat inside the organization pushing um, for President Trump to be silenced and deplatformed with the kind of penumbra being created that these, you know, neutral, you know, sort of irritated tweets were, were, were violent, were dangerous, were incitement. And you may remember, Steve, that, you know, months and months and months ago, I warned about the word incitement. The word incitement is a very, very dangerous word. In, in a real America in which we really have a First Amendment, the word incitement should be meaningless. Um, unless you're literally, um, and this is, you know, unlawful, calling for specific acts of violence against a specific person or, you know, shouting fire in a crowded theater. Um, but incitement is a word that the Nazis used a lot and, um, and that totalitarian regimes like to use because it's the word that bridges thoughts and actions. Um, it purports to say that a speech act is a, uh, an initiation of violence, um, a, a, a call to violence that creates violence. So it kind of blends um, words and, and and crimes and criminal actions. And that's exactly what the spokes, the White House spokeswoman was doing in, in saying dangerous, dangerous, dangerous for an American person to express his opinion about Dr. Anthony Fauci. And, and what they're trying to do is make Dr. Fauci, who is clearly a, a violent criminal, um, it, who's created many, many crimes, and, and we'll get to the letters that my team has sent out, my team of lawyers, you know, uh, delineating the crimes that he, his his colleagues have committed. But Dr. Fauci is facing many, um, uh, the, the confrontation of his many crimes, right? And so they're trying to surround him with a penumbra in which if you call him to account, if you call for due process, if you call for investigations or prosecution, which is how our system works, you are threatening him. You are threatening his life. You are uh, you know, calling for violence against him. That It's a talking point. And you can hear him saying, you know, I'm getting threats, I'm getting threats. You can hear... Um, you know, all this, all the DNC spokespeople down the line saying that uh, the words of Republicans equal threats of violence, even if they're peaceful or just opinion, opinions, or even people who are not particularly partisan. I don't consider Elon Musk particularly partisan. If the challenge is to the, you know, regime and the challenge threatens to expose their many crimes, um, then the challenge is an act of violence. Uh, walk us through your team, these letters. I mean, saying uh, Fauci is a violent criminal, I mean, that's kind of from the pages of uh, Robert F. Kennedy's book. But what it, what does it mean in relation to your organization, these letters you're sending out now, I think, to attorney generals? Yes. Well, I'm really, really honored that my book, The Bodies of Others, has been reissued in an addition with um, Robert Kennedy's amazing book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Um, and in Everyone needs to read The Real Anthony Fauci because it does indeed delineate 
crimes that go back, you know, decades with, with this man. He's, he's not, you know, he's not new at, at his criminal career. He's been at it for quite a while. Um, but I want to uh, just kind of um, benchmark that uh, the War Room Posse has been very patient um, in understanding that our medical and scientific experts had to amass the evidence of fraud and harms in the Pfizer documents. And now that that is so abundantly, um, I wouldn't say completed, but largely accomplished, there are 48 reports delineating the, the harms, the damage, um, the, the fraud, the coercion. Uh, now it goes to the 250 volunteer lawyers. And as you know, we've got about six lawsuits underway, but, and I mentioned uh, last week on your show that um, Ed Berkovich uh, issued 13 uh, letters to attorneys general for reckless endangerment. And a new attorney, Virginia Stewart, has sent a letter to the California attorney general calling for a criminal investigation of CDC officials for child endangerment. And this is a very big deal. So she wrote a letter to California AG Rob Bonta requesting that his office investigate the CDC officials for child endangerment pursuant to California Penal Code 273A, which states, and I'd like to read this paragraph, it's important, any person who under circumstances or conditions likely to produce great bodily harm or death willfully causes or permits any child to suffer or inflicts thereon unjustifiable physical pain or mental suffering or having the care or custody of any child willfully causes or permits the person or health or health of that child to be injured or willfully causes or permits that child to be placed in a situation where his or her person or health is endangered shall be punished by imprisonment in a county jail not exceeding one year or in the state prison for two four or six years. And so Ms. Stewart asserts that the state of California and its residents who relied on CDC information have been victimized by CDC's actions and or omissions. And you can read the letter right on Daily Cloud. So I, this I, I just want to, yeah, I just want, what, what evidence, in doing this and saying these letters, what evidence are you attaching? What evidence are you saying for reckless endangerment or child endangerment, ma'am? Well, she said the CDC delayed reporting the incidence of myocarditis to the general public. And this is the same argument that Ed Berkovich yep. made, um, as you yep. recall, for three months after the first statistically significant signal appeared in the VARS database. The delay kept about 120 million Americans in the dark until after they had already unknowingly exposed themselves to one or more doses of COVID-19 injections that were, according to the analysis presented here, in all probability, the proximate cause of the increased incidence of myocarditis, especially in young male Americans from 8 to 21 years of age. It's a, it's a citation, and, um, and she's making the case, you know, in lay language that, that by failing to inform 120 million Americans that these injections among children and minors, you know, all the way up to young men caused heart damage, um, that the CDC was, was engaging in, in child endangerment. And I think that's a, a very compelling argument. Okay. Uh, Naomi, by the way, we've got the box set here. It's the uh, real Anthony Fauci and bodies of others as a box set now from two different publishers that have worked with you all seasons press. 
in the Children's Health Defense, and of course, uh, Tony Lyons and the great team over at uh, Skyhorse, Skyhorse Publishing. You get the box set, Bodies of Others, and the real Anthony Fauci. Short commercial break, uh, Naomi Wolf, Charlie Kirk, next War Room. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four week emergency food kit. Go to mypatriotsupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Your host, Stephen K. Bath. Uh, Naomi, uh, welcome back. It's a box set, really done. It's fantastic. Um, the bodies of others and the real Anthony Fauci. You won't put either one of these down. It's and they're they're going to be more relevant in twenty three than they already have been, and they've already been massive uh, bestsellers. Um, Naomi, how do people these lawsuits, the, the letters to the thirteen attorney generals, the letters now on the child endangerment. Uh, you've got the uh, the letters on reckless endangerment. The legal aspect of this is coming to the forefront. Where do people go to Daily Cloud to, to follow this? Because this is all converging and dovetailing into a confrontational 2023. If you think it's been yeah. tough, angry, or or in each other's faces before uh, the audience, you, you ain't seen nothing yet because 2023 is going to be um, one for the ages. How do people get to you to find out everything? It's got to be a year of reckoning. Um, there has to be justice, for, especially for the children have suffered. Uh, so come to dailycloud.io. I'm going to give a, a little teaser that um, there are two more states with two other lawyers uh, appearing tomorrow. We've got Wisconsin, Oklahoma debuting tomorrow. The attorneys general there will be getting letters. Um, and one of the, the crimes um, that's... Uh, that one of the lawyers is calling to be investigated is maiming. So um, you're right. These are mounting and mounting and escalating. Come to dailycloud.io. Please continue to support us because it is expensive to wage legal war on multiple fronts. We are grateful to you all. And you can get the box set, give it to everyone who is still asleep in your life, um, the real Anthony Fauci and the bodies of others. Uh, and you can get that at allseasonspress.com or at skyhorsepublishing.com or Amazon, presumably. Anybody in your life that said, why is Elon Musk saying this about Fauci? I thought Fauci was an American hero. The White House is telling me that from the podium. Get him the box set. Uh, Ed Dowd broke some even bigger news. His thing is Causes Unknown. Naomi's going to work her schedule tomorrow. We're going to get her back on. Ed dropped some additional analysis and statistics Saturday at the Children's Health Defense Skyla. So we'll get... We're going to get a co- complete and full report on that. Dr. Naomi Wolf, as soon as we clear her calendar. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you taking Thank time you, today. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, the great Charlie Kirk. By the way, uh, this coming weekend, we start the uh, – go to tpusa.com slash war room. We've got this amazing event 
uh, in the Metro Phoenix area. Everybody's going to, Tucker's going to be there. Candace is going to be there. Gutfeld, Laura Ingram, Senator Josh Hawley. Uh, I think MTJ, just a, an incredible array of workshops, speakers. Um, we're going to be doing the shows live. You get to see us when everybody show up in the war room posse from New Mexico, Utah, obviously Arizona, California, even come from Texas or all over, wherever you want to come from, the Hawaii posse show up. We're going to be doing breakouts. We're going to meet and greet everybody. So we're really excited. Charlie, um, I, I had a chance to visit with you a little bit over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm bouncing off because the story that's coming out, when, when, when he says he bought a crime scene, he admits now he bought a crime scene. Um, it, it's it's in and we're not even into the Merrick Garland and we you got to get in all that. The stuff that's most outrageous is what happened during Trump's administration. And the story here is not the Twitter executives. That's just their their tools, right? The story here is uh, President Trump's FBI director, President Trump's attorney general, President Trump's DNI, DHS, CISA. Um, I can go on. I'll throw in DOD and his uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Well, it's it's pretty extraordinary, is it not, sir? Yeah, it is. You know, because I have all this free time, I was rereading the Divine Comedy this weekend, and I was reminded that in the ninth circle of hell, right outside of where Satan is, in according to Dante, who it might be one of the great works in the history of Western civilization, the worst of all sins was treachery and betrayal. Uh, that Satan himself in the three mouths that he would be consuming was consuming Brutus, Cassius, and Judas. Of course, Brutus and Cassius being the two people that literally killed Julius Caesar. And I mention this, Steve, because what we are living through, the depths of the evil, of the treachery, of the deceit, of the betrayal, uh, this regime was born out of what Dante would call the worst thing a human being could do. Uh, and, and as far as the thing that deserved the lowest level of punishment, the lowest level that a human being could sink to. In fact, in the three rings of hell of the ninth layer of hell, the one that was reserved for those that would get the harshest punishment are people that would betray their benefactors or those that they swore oaths of loyalty to. So I just find that to be an interesting aside, Steve, as we put this into context, the people that went out of their way to actively lie to President Trump's face, to take documents off his desk, and then fly all the way across the country from Washington, D.C. to Menlo Park and meet privately with Yoel Roth to plot the suppression of speech and the takedown of an entire campaign and administration. At every single turn, Donald Trump was betrayed in similar fashion that Julius Caesar was and other leaders in, pri in, in many years prior. And so... We are looking at an illegitimate regime that was born out of the acts of treachery, deceit, and betrayal. Is that the way, by the way, I might note that Charlie Kirk did not, his, his book is The College Scam. He did not go to college. For everybody out there, you don't need to uh, go to college to be an educated uh, man. Uh, Charlie, um, is this the way the administrative state rolls? Because right now, what strikes me to make a, another analogy about uh, uh, Caesar because that was the the end of the republic, right in the beginning mm -hmm. of the that's empire right. with Augustus. Yeah, that's well said. The, the, the 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 empire was always protect the Praetorian Guard, that that group of legionnaires that were the elite that were around the emperor. Eventually, a hundred years later, they got into the situation of picking, either protecting incompetence so they can run things, or promoting uh, their own uh, their own choices. 
is that, and that's why when we say it's in a Republican administration and Trump's administration, it's really their own. It's really their own deal. It's the administrative state picks and chooses what they're going to do. Is that what you're seeing here? This treachery and betrayal is of an elected populist president. Yeah, that's such a smart point, Steve, because it was more than the assassination of Julius Caesar. It was the transition from the Roman Republic to the Roman Empire. And then, of course, then we get Caesar Augustus and Tiberius. And then the problem is you get some virtuous Caesars and then you get Caligula. <laughs> you get Nero and the whole place falls apart. You get a bad, so, you get a, you get a bad run. You get a bad yeah, run, right. right? But no, and it's not dissimilar that we actually have an administrative state dictatorship right now. And this is why the populist nationalist movement that we're going to be celebrating and we're going to be talking about this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, and AmFest is such an existential threat to what they wish to do because it's di- it's a different type of dictatorship because we've been propagandized to believe that a dictatorship is just a single person calling the shots. What happens if you have an oligarchy where it's five, six hundred people and multiple thousands of little workers like Yoel Roth? And just to kind of focus in on Yoel Roth, he's a degenerate boy king who is behind a computer screen that had more power to censor the speech of millions than anyone could have possibly ever dreamed. No one elected Yoel Roth. He didn't campaign for anything. He didn't collect signatures. He didn't have to participate in debates. No, he wrote a super creepy PhD at University of Pennsylvania. He gets put into power at Twitter in in charge of trust and safety. And according to Elon Musk's own description, he was the de facto CEO of the world's public square. And so what we saw with Donald Trump is he was being squeezed by every direction by people that would go. And I mean, Steve, you saw this, but it's even worse than we could ever imagine because the evidence just keeps pouring out. People that would go in for multiple hours of meetings and they would suck up to him and they would lie to him and they would walk right out that door and stab him in the back. And it was Trump's own government that kicked him off Twitter. I want you to think about that. It was Trump's own government that was meeting actively to shut him up. The people that he empowered, Christopher Wray, to the attorney general, to Department of Justice, to Department of Homeland Security. And whether the top of those agencies knew about it or not, these are questions that the new Republican Congress needs to iron out. But we are really on the verge, on the precipice, Steve, if the populist nationalist movement is not successful to say goodbye to the American Republic and go into an administrative state dictatorship where that middle swath of government runs everything. Well, you got to ask yourself, are we already there? I mean, the way that they change out, and and this is the whole thing. There's no chance the guy got 81 million votes. That's just in your face. Ridiculous. But let me go back to, you know, the conference this weekend and what happens. The conference is the 17th to the 20th in Phoenix. Then we have Christmas, New Year's, and boom, we're right back on the 3rd. You've got both the ability to defund organizations and you've got investigations. We already know from Comer, he's ready to go with subpoenas already. New York Posters reporting over the weekend. They're ready to go on January 3rd. Where do we go from here? And how's the conference going to kind of tie this together? Because if we don't, if we don't stand and deliver in the first 100 days of this new Congress, you could, I believe, see the end of the American Republic. That's correct. And I know there's a lot. And here's the one thing we're going to be very careful of at the event, which is we are not going to engage in cynicism or despair. We are still America. The, the fight in the American people is remarkable. The resolve, the endurance, the grit, the perseverance. I think we have only begun to fight, as it says right behind you, Steve, beautifully. I, I believe that at our core, especially with our nation's young people. We have so much to celebrate. Ana Paulina Luna is going to Congress. We have young fighters going into the legislature, for example, in 
Arizona, uh, Austin Smith, youngest member of the legislature, a Turning Point alumni, is going in, and he's just going to do such an amazing job. we got J.D. Vance from Ohio. Ron Johnson is going back for another six-year term. So there's a lot to celebrate, but also it's time for action. It's time for real subpoenas, people going to jail, and then we got to rebuild this from the bottom up. Um, and, and, you know, Steve, you and I both share um, in our mass, you know, concern and kind of issue with what happened in Arizona. But, you know, I read through Carrie Lake's lawsuit, a lot of it on air today. Uh, that's a real sharp lawsuit. That's going to be tough for a judge to dismiss uh, just because he's been told to do it by somebody. So I hope that gets a fair hearing. The, the future of America and the hope of America lies within our action and within the resolve and the energy of the American people. The, let's go in, in the Arizona situation, the scale of it, the 300, th- just throwing out the, the manual about how you're supposed to run elections, Arizona statutes, 300,000, no chain of custody, what, another 125,000, at least now they say they can deliver more. Uh, uh, signature verification that do not match 25,000 commingling of ballots. I mean, at that scale of it, it was pretty breathtaking. At least I thought it was breathtaking of the scale of not just the incompetence, but the malfeasance, Charlie Kirk. Yeah, that's correct. And what, what's amazing, and it's very clear that there was somebody within the recorder's office that was pushing through ballots that should have had to go to ballot curing. And Steve, this is one of the reasons I'll go back to this why our numbers that we kept on saying on your program were probably yeah. right <laughs> yeah. is that our data yeah. was actually probably correct because yeah. remember i kept on coming on this program i said well they just found another thirty-five thousand ballots in pima county well those ballots <laughs> probably should have had to go to hearing right, right. and right. or which, another i get another eleven thousand in maricopa yeah i mean if which 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 which, which they were to go, which they would come at a zero right once you yes, cure them when right. you got to cure them they would come come in at thirty five thousand go at zero yeah, yeah it, it would last be, time call someone in honduras or something to go cure it or something. <laughs> yeah. um charlie one how do people get to the uh to, to find out about the uh about the conference because i want everybody to be there particularly all the war room participants where do they go yeah, it's uh, amfest.com. It's amfest.com, promo code Arizona for 50% off. Uh, Steve, I'm going to be doing your show live from there. We're going to be doing our show. I'm super excited yeah. about it. I'm thankful you're participating in a big way, Steve. We got you in a big We're keynote, jacked. really tapping it off. It's going to be terrific. Uh, we want everyone from the war room coming. Um, and yep. we have to be active in an active attitude to reject cynicism or despondency. It's very tempting right now to engage in it action positivity and real results that's what this weekend will be about uh charlie what's your social media real quick how do people follow you best way take out your phone and subscribe to our podcast we deeply appreciate that charlie kirk show three podcasts a day and also follow us on getter we appreciate it charlie kirk follows us at noon on real america's voice charlie look forward to seeing you out there in metro phoenix short break back in the warm in just a moment in Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app 
load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, there's so much going on, particularly at the end of the year. we got all these huge fights on Capitol Hill, on money, on debt ceiling, on amnesty. We've got uh, the explosion, explosive nature of what's happening at um, Twitter, particularly as it relates to the administrative state and its rogue element, the deep state. Um, it's just so much going on here. We've got an invasion of the border. It's even kicking up again today. Remember, Title 42 is supposed to be yanked off on the 21st of December, so we're going to be doing – putting out a schedule, even do um, more Getter Live. So we can get experts up there, cover live events, and uh, and have your comments. Those things have been going so well. So we'll make sure we get to everything. But get get Getter today. It's totally free. Download it. I'm an idiot when it comes to this stuff. I download it. I can do everything on Getter, particularly all my posting. You get a much more immersive experience, and we want you to have an immersive experience in all this. So go check it out today. Um, also we keep telling you that, Hey, look, so much is coming together and converging. Some of the issues and topics you can tell, you know, Elon, whether he's saying they want, he, he's going to provide signal, not noise at Twitter to drown out the mainstream media, whether it's saying prosecute Fauci, whether it's talking about, um, he bought a crime scene, you just go on and on. Obviously, uh, a lot of that, uh, for people that have watched this show for a while can kind of see the. Uh, how it's resonating, what you see, because you are, you know, months or years ahead of the curve by coming to the show and meeting the great contributors and uh, and people we put up and the topics we cover, which is not the topics that everyone covers. We understand the show is more work than entertainment. Uh, one thing is 2023 is going to be quite confrontational. You got the New York Post from yesterday talking about they've got the subpoenas ready for um, they got the subpoenas ready for. Uh, the laptop from Hal Comer says he's ready to go the afternoon of 3 January. They've been working on it for a year. Today's New York Post, they talked about the 51 intelligence officials that prepared to strip their security clearances and, and hold them to account immediately. This whole issue of Kerry Lake in the uh, in the, uh, the election, that's why I want you to read the 70-page document. But also the election and everything around it is going to still be huge. When we talk about uh, 2023 on investigations in just in the news, um, I want to bring in Jay, Jay Ellis. Jay, talk to me about uh, we want this game. It's a fantastic Christmas gift, but I see it as a heuristic device. It's a ton of fun and people enjoy it, but it's a way to learn the details, not just of 2020, but the way you've made it interactive, all the big news elements from today. So walk us through it. How do people get it and why they should get it, sir? All right. Well, well, Steve, first of all, Merry Christmas. 
Thank you for having me on. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, so, hold on. Sorry about that. Um, look, we want to keep all the war room updated on this. And we are continually, every day, finding new, you know, new things to put on the mixes. We're, we did the Miranda mix. We're currently working on this Arizona mix right now. We want everybody to know what's going on. I saw her on the, on the show this morning. Uh, I'll tell you what I'd love. I want to send, I, what is it, Gates or Bill, Bill Gates, and I want to send Stephen Richter. I want to send them a game. I mean, I wish somebody would give me an address. I will send them a game. We want everybody to be updated on exactly what's going on. And so we're going to continually update the mixes. We're going to do the Twitter files. We're going to do Arizona. Uh, we already done our Miranda. And, you know, now that you've got all this, uh, whatever, this uh, now threatening anybody that's that, that's going after Hunter Biden. I mean, come on for a second. Let's have a little fun. We've got a great Christmas gift. Steve, it's, again, promo code war room. Promo code war room, electionfund.com. Here's the game. It's a great, great Christmas present. We've talked about it. The war room has responded fantastic so far. I mean, we're killing it. We're doing great. We want everybody to have one. We want everybody to have one over the holidays. We want everybody to have a good time. But we want everybody, as you call it, a heuristic device. Yes, it is. Yes, it's a learning device. But it's also a lot of fun. And it's great for the holiday. By the way, you'll get uh, not only for if you're with War Room Posse members, you'll deepen your understanding of what went on. Uh, and you can, by the way, the, with the updates, you get all the basic new news topics related to all of this. But particularly for those family members that may not totally be on board or agree or even understand what's going on, you'll be shocked by how little um, understanding certain people in your expanded family uh, has so it's a perfect way to have some fun and see that and actually have them have some blowback one more time jay how do they how do they actually where do they go what do they have to do to get this and get it ordered so it's under the tree uh that santa puts there before christmas day sir all right so steve this is great so i mean this is we've we've really got about seven days left unless you're going to do two day but i mean it is election fun fun.com www.electionfund.com promo code war room for the posse get it now get i mean we are i mean the, we're running through them we are it, it's been phenomenal and the posse has been fantastic but yeah. i mean you want to get under the tree you want it next week you want it christmas eve you want it you want it all to be able to play the game and again what you the one thing you did say uh have your whoever, which one of your friends or family members like, yeah, I'm really not sure about that. Well, you know what? We can do the QR codes and answer the questions and let them decide because we've got the receipts. We've got the goods yeah. and let them see for themselves. But we're going to, you know, they will convert after they see the game and play the game. Jay Ellis, thank you very much. The inventor and founder of all this uh, brilliant idea. The people I know that have it and have played it have had an amazing time and have learned a lot. Jay Ellis, electionfund.com, promo code war room, a Christmas gift that will keep on giving, right? You'll learn something and have a great time. And hey, maybe 
even uh, upset the, uh, the 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 uncle or the nephew that's a know-it-all that knows everything that the election that you're just sit there fantasizing your conspiracy theorist okay check it all out short commercial break cash patel we've got colonel Derek harvey todd benzman on it, something happening at the border right now with the Mexican authorities. Also, Tiffany Justice, Lisa Logan, all next. Explosive next hour in the war room. Stick around. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat that's s a t one two three dot com sat one two three dot com slash bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat one two three dot com slash bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 